0: You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Weepa! Yes, it's Al Mega and I'm back. This is a whole day of pod. That's right welcome to the new comic crusaders podcast today we have an awesome guest all right now i know in the past week i've spoken comics we've spoken toys we've spoken blockchain today we're talking some acting that's right with comedian singer impressionist the one and only the legendary all the way from long island from my hometown new york son Steven Sorrentino, no. what's up, hermano?
1: Oh, it's coming up, man. I just want to make sure that you know that my eyes healed since the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How are you, I'm doing great. Thank you for jumping in today, brother, and just hanging out to talk about the greatness of everything you're doing, your career. I mean, bro, and look at the energy just popping off the screen. You're like, yeah, let's get it. It's a New York thing. It's a New York thing, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, brother,
1: when New Yorkers have this thing that we, we see each other, and if I say something, you come back, it's like this automatic improvisational thing that it's born into you. Brooklyn, Long Island, Manhattan, you know, we're all the same. We're connected.
0: We're all the same. Except for you telling my wife, when she, when she says that uh, when people tell her that they're from upstate New York, she goes, that's not New York. <laughs> I was like, Damn. I'm like, my, you Ma, you know, are you trying to get us beat up now? Not here, not now. I'm not ready. I'm, I have a full stomach. <laughs> You're going so, to Coney oh my gosh, Coney Island. I, you know what, though? I mean, the Coney Island of nowadays is not the Coney Island I grew up with.
1: You and me both, it's really right? rough. It's rough,
0: isn't it? Rough to see it like it's so gone. One of my favorite rides as a kid was always the hellhole, nothing like disappeared. <laughs> All
1: of that stuff. It, it's just a different world, man. What was the, was, it the was the cyclone? The cyclone.
0: That's still there. It's it, it's it's an iconic thing. They won't ever take that down. But nothing. I mean, the best folks. If you hit the cyclone, sit in the back, not the front. Yeah, the, the front's <laughs> Get, easy. The back is rough. Oh my god! Yo, you know, listen. If you want to sue somebody for whiplash, right? <laughs> talk to my lawyer. You looking good, brother? Well, Bro, let's talk about it. Your career, brother. Where you, so where we know you're, you're a New Yorker, Long Island. I mean, the action is there. Talk yeah. about that journey, man. How did you get into all, all the acting and the comedy? I mean, I know New York is in itself a, a, a grand stage, but how, how did you go about it? <laughs> I
1: started out like my grandfather was a... a my grandfather, if you ever watch I Love Lucy, he was like kind of like a Ricky Ricardo. So in the 1950s, he had his own club and he had his own band. And then he, the curtain would go up after people had dinner. And he would have an orchestra and he would sing and all that stuff. Good looking guy. My mother was his singer. So it was all in the family. My father was a sax player. So I'm third generation weirdo, you know, Um, (laughs) part of it. I grew up backstage. My grandfather used to give me the big finger. I called it. He was this big Italian dude, you know, and he would go like this when I was five and I would freeze and my grandmother would say, grandpa wants you. And I'd go up there and sing with him. But I was scared to death. But something about it, when I would leave the stage, it felt good because every eye was on me and, and people would smile. And that just Aww. made my heart warm, you know. As a little boy growing up, I always wanted it. Um, yeah, and the rest was easy, you know. I just kept at it.
0: Well, for, for real though, you had you were living with the real life Ricky Ricardo in theory. <laughs> how, yeah. uh, how was that life though? I mean, always being entertainment—I I can't imagine the, the, the weekends at the crib. Well, a lot of
1: times when I was a little kid, uh, I would be my parents would be performing all the time, so I would stay with grandma, and then she would bring me to the club at night. For an hour or so, I'd get on stage and then get off and be backstage. Or like New Year's Eve, when I was like seven years old, my parents took me to the big gala that they were playing. And I was a little boy playing tambourine next to the drummer. And then at 12 o'clock, my mother had all these custom-made gowns. She was really beautiful. And after they sang All Lang Syne, she came back to me and hugged me and, you know, wished me Happy New Year. Then my dad, when he was done playing, he took a turn and came back and wished me Happy New Year. I- I'm going to get teary thinking about it because... Uh-huh. Uh, um, it was it was really uh, a blessed kind of childhood, and it set me up for being a musician, a composer. I play flute, sack, piano, and guitar, and sing everything from Pavarotti to Led Zeppelin. Still, um, it, it just set me up to be a producer. Just, I love the business; I love every part of it, and I love to see people rise in it—acting, performing, composing. So, it all of those elements went into me as a little boy, and I'm full of it. And wow. I just want to let it out as I as I go older and. and and try to contribute more to film television i mean i mentor people in china young acting students and and i love it man I, i couldn't think of a better way to spend my life
0: wow and how did you acclimate yourself in it i mean did you take any formal education or because it was a family business quote unquote i mean did you have it easy trying to get in
1: Well, for me, I always had a good ear. And I'm an impressionist. I mean, I did a show on the Las Vegas Strip where I'm at right now for 20 years called Voices in My Head. So I did everything from like Joan Rivers, you know, can we talk to Sammy Davis and (laughs) singing all this stuff and and singing opera. (laughs) So I'm a voice guy. And for me, listening, like playing the flute, I listened. I went to see Jethro Tull when I was a little boy. And I watched Ian Anderson play the flute, the jazz rock flute. When I went home, I needed to play that damn flute. So my father rented me a flute within two weeks I was playing because I got an ear.
0: And then I Two weeks. Two weeks I was playing. I didn't say good. Holy I said I was playing. <laughs> hey bro, you give me something for two weeks, you know, I'll I'll play it and it's gonna sound horrible as if it was, you know, still the first day I played it. <laughs> you know what, what can
1: I say? I got the ear for it, you know. But I wasn't great, but I still
0: play <laughs> flute every night in my
1: show. I still do it all these years later. But I went to act I studied acting in New York. Um, college for me, high school, I was hanging out in the band room, practicing, skipping classes. So I wasn't a student, uh, but everybody in my yearbook when I was in high school wrote, even the teachers, we want backstage passes to your first Broadway opening. It was all that. So they knew where I was going. I wasn't that nice. I just wanted it. I wanted to be on stage and I want to make people happy.
0: That's so my- what was the first big dolo break that it was just you, that you did it on your own?
1: Um, I think when I ha- I got a record deal... When I was like 26, and that was cool to hang out with the big stars. Uh, That, I would say, the first time really on stage, one of my favorite gigs was with Patti LaBelle.
0: I was hoping you did a. You met the great Patti LaBelle.
1: Met her. She used to make me sandwiches backstage. What? Yeah, I did her 60th birthday with her in Long Beach. I think it was Gay Pride, Long Beach. And it was 10,000 people. And that to me was like holy, you know, when I walked on that stage, I had, first off, it's Patti LaBelle, and she's going to hear me sing, so you know, that's the master, so you want to get scared, do that, and I went on stage, and I just, you know, I, I psyched myself out, because I had worked with her in Las Vegas about maybe a month before, and I they called me, and she didn't feel well, and I'm like, okay, because I sing, my comedy is singing stuff, and I'm looking at the stage, and I'm like, wait a minute, Patti LaBelle's going to watch me, I'm dead, you know, so <laughs> I, I looked at the microphone, and I said, i know a microphone i looked at the monitor the, s- the sound the stage i said i know that i said there's no an- i'm okay with that i just got to cut the rest out went on stage said you're with me for forever she grabbed my head with-, with those beautiful nails he grabbed it, and i said god bless you when i opened for her it was ten thousand people in long beach and that was it- you can't get higher than that i mean there's no drug or no vacation wow. you can go on that makes you bigger than that it was beautiful
0: That was the first whoa for me. Whoa. All right. See, me, I could do this. I'm behind a screen, you know, in front of a camera. There's no one here. One time I did a panel that must have had at least 25 people in the room. And I mean, that's small. You're talking 10,000 and me. I'm like this the whole time. What's the secret, bro? What's the secret?
1: secret. I could do it in front of 10,000 people. I can't do it in front of two. I get nervous. Or my father. I can't sing in front of my father. I'll just do myself. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow, know, really?
1: Low self-esteem? I don't know.
0: Now you 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 okay, can do one of these gigs, one of
1: these two thousand, three thousand gigs. I get you up there and sing something.
0: Oh God, you don't want to hear how sings the blues. Uh, everybody's gonna have the blues after
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> <They're cruise.
0: laughs> Let me ask you. So you've also been cast in film, right? And from what I understand, you've been in about 21 films. And it was funny. When I saw your picture first, I already kind of said, oh, man, he looks like a certain type. And then I'm reading the bio. Of course, a mafia boss. I mean, (laughs) one of your first roles. Talk about that. I got
1: the the really on my face No, I can't help it. Hmm. But uh, for me, Diversity King, you know, uh, the first feature film I did, I played a mafia boss drag queen.
0: So it doesn't get weirder <laughs> than that.
1: <You> know, <laughs> I, I had to shave my knuckles every day, dude.
0: I mean, come on. Damn, um, shaving knuckles, bro? Did they grow back hairier after the fact?
1: I got to say yes. What do you think? I look like a gorilla. Oh, oh
0: damn. Here's <laughs> a banana, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: got one. <laughs> um, I, I did I did uh, Annie with Sally Struthers uh, from All in the Family a couple of years ago. We did wow. a lot in D.C. And I played... English that so it's completely different you know and and the accent's different and all that stuff you know uh, so I love the diversity of it I played a lot of different characters I did a movie a couple years back with Mark Pellegrino another actor that's really I learned a lot from being with him in the same room but I played cool. a, a special needs guy so I lived in the home for three days before we filmed and all the people thought I was one of them which was beautiful
0: and I, I oh it's me what you lived amongst them and, and, and you ingrained yourself so perfectly <laughs> well, I, I felt like one of
1: them, and they thought I was one of them. And I, it's like a Meisner thing. You know, you really – I felt it. I was – and when I left, wow. I'm like, where are you going? You know? So I love hey, that. But then you out already? You want
0: to hear three days? <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: short stay. What can I say?
0: I'm cured.
1: Okay, I'm much better. Wow.
0: And you again. I love all and the family. So wow, you work with Sally Struthers. How's that experience with her? Great actress.
1: Listen, I work with a lot of famous people. As I got older, I, I, you know, I believe in manifestation and creative visualization. And since 1978, since I'm a kid, I wrote in a journal what I wanted. And I got to tell you, I I got almost everything in one way, shape, or form that I wanted. Almost everything. And one of the things I wanted to do was work with Debbie Reynolds, which is singing in the rain and Hollywood star. And I was her co-star for five years. I also put that Sally Brothers because I always loved her. And there I was auditioning and them saying, Sally's going to love you. And I'm like, man, this, this stuff works. So all you listeners out there, if you want something, you create it. You know, say it, write it down, say it's happening. It's already happened. I just didn't get the damn memo yet, but it's coming. It's the promise, man. It really works.
0: See, I love that. I tell people that, too, that write it down, say it, speak it out to the world, because once yeah. you speak it it, it, it begins to live.
1: Yeah. So, you know, let's, Sally's Brothers is, I mean, the set for All in the Family is in a Smithsonian. She's, you know, television history. And there I am every night, you know, kissing on her and stuff on stage and, and being her boyfriend, because I played five roles in it. Um <laughs> Debbie Reynolds. I used to have lunch with Jerry Lewis here in Las Vegas once every other week or so. Another- with Jerry Lewis? Wow. Dude, you got to pinch yourself and go, wait, is this really happening? Because you manifest it. You know?
0: First off, I need to get a broom with a dust panel. these crazy names you're dropping here. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Lewis. I remember as a kid, you know, back in Channel 5 in New York, you know, before it was Fox 5 and you know, when they would show those on the weekends all the time, the Jerry Lewis movies. Wow. Yeah, it
1: was Best, but everybody used to. Because when I had longer hair, I didn't have to shave my head. I used to look like Harry Lewis. So a lot of times we'd have lunch together, and I go, "Oh, thank you very much."
0: <laughs> and there's something else about you too, because um you've been like touring for a long time. You've been in 25 countries, 43 states, performed with Disney, and I'm going to drop a name before you do. Dick Clark. Jeez, yo, yeah. bro.
1: Yeah, and and I understand
0: you're the number one Elton John impersonator.
1: Yeah, on top of everything else, I I am the number one. Get this stuff: the number one (laughs) Elton John tribute artist in the world. And I, I I don't what I don't know. This is crazy because I play, I sing, and I can I can mock his voice and. You know, I worked for him when I was 18 years old. I kind of snuck backstage at a concert, and John Reed gave me a job just being a gopher in New York. He used to hang out. To
0: you people. snuck in to a concert and got a job out of it. I actually said I was a clothing designer named Kousantinat,
1: <laughs> and I got backstage passes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a gangster dude right here. This is a gangster oh, dude gotta, right here. You I love it. It's
1: you know so you know, a New, New York, York thing. Yeah, it's, listen. If you don't have a good line of BS, you know, and you're from New York, you're not doing it right.
0: You no. could talk anybody. To do
1: anything.
0: My wife, I mean, I get nervous. Me, I'm 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 the pussy in the relationship sometimes because she be she be trying some stuff and, and going. Just trust me, And she does the whole New York, you know, lady swagger thing and. She gets away, and, I, you know, where, 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 whether the line or the table I'm sitting at, I'm like, I don't know how the hell you did this, yo.
1: Hang <laughs> out man. We'll get you in. We're going to get you back. I used to hang out backstage by the Madison Square Garden, and I knew the guy. And he's like, you work for these people, too? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I work for them, too. I'm going to go in. I go Yeah, you What? I love it.
0: I love this. Uh, and Just- people believe you if you believe it, you know? Yeah, You got to act the part. That's I'm what my wife said. My wife says, act the part. Just go with it. Yeah. Just Don't go. I only questions. did that once. I only did that once. It was at a toy fair. And I went inside a room I shouldn't have been in. And my boy was shitting bricks. Yeah. So I'm like, just come. Just come. And he's there, nervous. Lady comes up to us. Did they take care of you already? I said, yeah, they already took care of me. No worries. I'm just snapping pictures. Oh, okay. Man, once he heard that, he started just freaking pictures and looking at me. How the hell did you do that? I got to get hairy up. You get me nervous, bro. I'm going to shut up. Just act the you know, part.
1: <laughs> one word. You know how? You know where it comes from? Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. We're dirty, man. We, we, we're dirty. We're up. but we get our way. I love it. In a loving way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Of course. Yeah. Very loving. We're not bad people. We're just trying to do things. Get yeah, things done. It, and that's the way it works.
1: Yeah, uh, this, this acting thing, you know, um, I just did a movie called uh, a, a Tale of Redemption and Regret with Sonny the Heat, and I, I got this short film script in the mail, and I tell you what, um, I, when I was a kid, one of my favorite comics was Charlie Brown, because he was like the loser, but I everybody rooted for him, and I read Charlie Brown into that script, because this guy was from the 80s, he's he's past his prime, he used to be a wise guy, tough guy, Mess with Sonny, you get the heat. And (laughs) now it's past his prime, and he goes there to get get paid one day, and his knees are going out, he's shot, he gets beat up. So he's kind of the loser, but he's a lovable loser. He's a murderer, but you love him. And I read that in the script, and I said to the director, if I can give this character a heart where people are rooting for him, even though he's a bad guy, I'll do your movie. And we did it. We won 35 awards uh, worldwide. For best film, I won best actor and best song because I composed the music for two. I know.
0: Damn, bro. Wow.
1: I'm blessed.
0: (laughs) Oh, maze balls, bro. I mean, you really are, you know, getting it done. And wow. Because even if I look through here, not not just that, but you've also won. What was it? Uh, Let's see. The International Guild of Celebrity Impressions and Tributes. You won that three years in a row. Yeah. And then you won Best Actor in the 48-Hour Film Competition for the industry. And we just won Tokyo.
1: I, just was, I was on camera from Mumbai. I mean, it's 3.30 in the morning here, and I'm on camera going, like, I got a show tomorrow. And, you know, I was up for Best Actor. It's good stuff. I don't know. Wow. I'm not even sure if I'm good, but they seem to like it, so I'm going to keep doing it. You know, that's the game. I want to do a cartoon. I want to be on an animated series every day. Like, I want to do, you know, different voices or whatever I have to do. Have you done
0: um, any animated series as yet? Being yeah. that you're such a voice performer.
1: Yeah, I've done a ton of commercials. I was the, one of the voices for... I have a flash pickle. Oh,
0: shit! I remember those, yeah. And, uh, oh, and
1: many years ago, uh, uh, Jim Henson had a, a pilot that we did, and he, he liked me. And then, unfortunately, he passed away, and they yeah. changed their whole programming, and, and I never did it with him. But I must have done a thousand commercials uh, and pilots and stuff. So my dream is to every day do a voiceover thing and then be in a series four months a year, filming, playing different characters, and and then just having a good life, man. I love oh. it.
0: Put it out into the world, folks. Let's let's put them on some cartoon voicing, like ASAP. Uh, I want to see that stork again selling pickles. Why not? <laughs> 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 That's amazing! Wow. Um, okay, so if you could voice any character ever, you know, animated, and don't say Charlie Brown because you mentioned how much you love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any character other than Charlie, what would you love to voice? I don't know. I get a better one. Why don't you tell me what the character
1: is, even if it's not even human, and I'll do the voice for it. You, you describe the character.
0: Okay. Oh, all right. So, how would a Puerto Rican coqui sound that just came off? Came from Puerto Rico to New York. El coquí. <laughs> okay, that's funny because
1: I know that. But I married to a Puerto Rican. Uh, el coquí was
0: sounding like this. <laughs> he be coquí, coquí, coquí. All right. Give me, give me a uh, a cat that actually is going to speak for its owner for the first time. And actually trying trying to tell the owner, do not pet me anymore. Well, let me tell you
1: something, dude. I really don't want you to pet me because you don't wash your freaking hands, man.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> Meow, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I already see now uh, Mike. Uh, what was his name, right? Uh, Austin Powers already. Cat, yeah, just yeah, chilling yeah. there. Sitting on the sofa doing that shit. Like, You know what, brother? I'm tired of this. I'm going to come out of my skin for the first time in my life and just say, don't pet me no more. I've, I've been in the bathroom with you, right? <laughs> you do a voice. That's horrible. You,
1: you do impressions. Uh, now,
0: I, I I really can't do impressions, man. Um, I just, I just don't. I just get stupid. So I'm playing my brook. Hey, oh, Hey, get the doctor over here, you know. I need some coffee right now. Give me some <laughs> coffee. You know, C A W F E E. That's how we spell coffee in New York. Right? Coffee, <laughs> K A W F
1: E E. Coffee,
0: coffee, it's me and a roof. It's I I blew somebody's mind when I used the word Johnny Pump the other day. They're like, "Oh my god, I haven't heard that in years." I'm like, "What what is it called?" Let exactly. <laughs> me yeah. say fire right. hydrant. It just sounds too bland.
1: No, for me, it was Johnny Pump. Exactly. That's
0: right. That's old school verbiage. Yeah.
1: What do you know? <laughs> and you know, when I moved to Las Vegas many years ago, I moved there like '97, and I started doing voiceover stuff. And I did commercial for News 11. And the, the, we used to have New York too, Channel 11 News. And it come, when it comes to covering the news, nobody does it faster. It's like a fast motion thing. So I did the commercial, and they called me. They go, "You got to come back. What the hell is faster?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "When it comes to covering the news, you said nobody does it faster." <laughs> so it's <my> <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "We don't know what faster is." I'm like, it's less than slow. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, we but I tell you what, Al, I, I tried to change myself when I came to Vegas and I tried to be more, um, my voiceovers were more professional. I was the voice of the Paris Hotel. And somebody said, dude, you didn't get the part in the movie playing a Brooklyn guy because you don't sound like you're from New York. I'm like, that was it. So from then on, I'm just myself. This is the way I speak. Like it or not, you know, I'm a New York fan. Right? Thanks. To
0: your Listen, I lived in Massachusetts for a couple of years before moving here to Florida, right? And it's funny how they're the they're the ones talking about the bar and the car, or whatever. Oh, they're talking, I have an accent. I'm like, no, you have an accent. You had to see this argument at the store that the lady both saw us. The lady at the concert was like, you know what? Both of you got the F out of my store because you both sound ignorant. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> well, that worked. Yeah, I
1: used to get like, a, it was a producer from Massachusetts who goes, Do you want the pot? I'm like, The what? The pot. What is that? He's like, You know, you want the role in the movie? I'm like, You mean the part?
0: Ass. You know? <laughs> the pot. You want the pot? Let me tell you though, because I lived there for five, damn five years, there was one day, I don't know what I was doing. I read something and I read it in a Bostonian accent that my boy, Looked at me, and he goes, I've lived here for 15 years. I've never said it the way you have. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm getting affected. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready. Boston boy. No, 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 I please. I, I the hate, hate the Red Sox.
1: Yeah. Oh, do you?
0: I, I can't stand yeah, them. Is that
1: why you had to get out?
0: <laughs> yeah, I had to. And, and you know what's crazy? I, I was more sick of the Pats fans, and then I come here to Florida, and and, F and Brady follows me here. Brady, get off my shit, bro. <laughs> He's I can't you. stand him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't support anything Brady. Unless I'm a masochist, I'm a Giants fan. That says it all. Okay, that's just the
1: way it is. Let me know if you want me to get rid of that guy. You no know, guy,
0: you know. <laughs> he, he <laughs> hey. hey, hey, Yeah, so so when you were digging into that character for that for that right now, where were you digging into really? You know,
1: I. Uh, and when you watch the movie, go to stephentorrentino. dot com. There's a link to the to the whole film. Uh, I think, you know, it's the movie is kind of the Soprano meets um, curb your enthusiasm. It's got that sensibility, oh. so it's really different. So I wanted it to be serious. I wanted it to be real, but I wanted it to feel it's a, it's a comedy. That's the funny part because his tragedies are is a laugh. I think I went into my uncle's, you know. <laughs> my uncles really wise guys. I mean, you know, for real, my uncle Mario was, was Sunny the Heat. So my grandfather was kind of a half a wise guy, too, in his ways. I think I gleaned all of that stuff, and I just wanted to be real as an actor. You know, if I believe it, then you believe it. And, uh, and I teach acting, too. You know, when I I mentor a lot of kids around the world, and, and uh, I teach them if you believe it, they'll believe it.
0: So, so saying the
1: lines, go anywhere.
0: So is somebody who actually wanted to take a lesson, acting lesson from, you know, you know, where is that available? Is it an in-person thing? Is it an online thing?
1: Uh, it's online now. I don't have a lot of time. The only classes I'm doing was in China, believe it or not. In Shenzhen, China, I had a full. uh they, they don't wear mess there. They're all together in classes. So last month I did a whole class of 25 kids and they were killer, man. You get k- kids that are growing up in communist China, and they're taught to be exactly the same and not to be different and not to be expressive. And in a month, they're like, Ta-da! it's a miracle. You know, you'll, I cry. They do their, their a recital at the end, their concert, and they act and do these parts, and they're yelling at each other or crying and laughing. It's beautiful. Oh. So right now, I'm not doing any live classes. I'll do them in Vegas if I can, but with masks and stuff, it's just a.
0: It's just a weird time. Uh, uh, agree. And that's another thing. I don't want to keep you too much more. Yeah. What about Vegas? So, you know, where's the shows? How often do you perform if people are interested in checking you out over there?
1: Right now I'm at the Tropicana Hotel. Where I'm, This is my room at the Tropicana. Um, we do shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Tropicana Showroom. You know, the, the people are coming. We're half, I think, think—we're 50% capacity in, and three-quarters of the people are wearing masks. We don't do meet and greet after the show where we take pictures and, and hug up on people and stuff. But they come to the shows, and they're laughing and singing. And yeah, people like, I wish everybody would get, not to be personal, but I wish everybody would just get vaccinated, get your booster shot, and let's get on with this, man.
0: Let's yes. get this to work. Let's get to living you know, again. Believe you me. I've been stuck here get at the house. I, I'm a remote worker, so...
1: It's rough because I got to put my mask on as I go through the casino and I have to go to the showroom backstage. Come showtime, I bust it off and I'm, you know, I'm on stage. But it's a good show. and It's fun. And I run to November 21st. So I'm lucky to be working on stage and on camera. You know, life is good. I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful.
0: Oh, man, I definitely want to have you back on. I think actually with my movie crew, I think they'll have a blast with you. Uh you know, they definitely give you so much more time because today, man, my time is limited. <laughs> I put I did it to myself. I love yeah, work. And like you say, you know, let's get it done. This is us New Yorkers. We put up a lot on our shoulders and then we get it done.
1: Yeah, I can do 10 hours of stuff. No problem. Boom. And then you get a stroke. That's the problem. See, that's the problem.
0: Yeah, this is why I keep getting up. T- t- take take those you know 5 minute walks after every show and you know that, that I put in my hour half hour walking but by, by, by all this <laughs> I got wa-
1: to I got to
0: know this I got to know this before we go so
1: what
0: I got to understand they said that I understand that by at 6th grade you were doing like mock tonight shows where you know somebody's going to play Johnny and you would portray all the other guests i mean is this true <laughs>
1: Dude, I was a weird kid. Yeah, there was a kid named Eddie Lopez who used to do a Johnny Carson. I don't know if any of your listeners had a Johnny Carson impression. And I would come on as all the guests. So I'd come out of like, five different people each time. So I was doing shows in sixth grade, you know? I'm a weird
0: kid. But were you doing this, at like, at, at, at the school stage or lunchroom? Like where was this being done? This is hysterical.
1: And we
0: decided that rather than
1: go to the lunchroom, the kids would get their lunch and come into the classroom. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the last night's voice. Um... And so they would all bring their trades into the classroom and we'd set up these like six chairs and then Eddie would do the, the 10 <laughs> and everybody instead of going to the lunchroom would watch the show every day.
0: I'm telling you, I needed medication as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But that's not like a fun, fun class. I would have been hanging out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go to Steve over here. He's, he's bugging out again.
1: <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. When I was in sixth grade, I got a, a teacher by the name of Everett Prude and I, this guy was just all about what do you want to do, not you will do this. And everybody from that class, I'm an old man now, and I still keep in contact with most of those people. He changed our life, all of us, because he gave us the power to just be ourselves. And teachers are, if you're out there, man, it's so important that you inspire these kids. That's why I loved it too, because that man, like, I mean, imagine having during the class doing a, a show, you know, every day, where one kid wanted to express himself and everybody was cool with it.
0: Yeah love it It it's true and a a big thank you to teachers like that
1: yeah yeah teachers we need more teachers like that you have to love the craft of teaching it's not a paycheck because it's not enough for you guys but if you love it man Mm -hmm. it's coming out of your heart right into their little heads you know and you're making and look what happens
0: you get superstars like steven sorrentino you know get into the world with that type of encouragement what about you what about you Hey, me, I did all this on myself. You know us Brooklyn boys, we're we're hustlers and we grind. So it's like, you know what? I don't beg to join a club. I form my own. whereby
1: That's it. Don't don't wait to join it. Right. Make your own, as we say.
0: Exactly. This has
1: been great.
0: No, you've been great. Bless you. You have been totally great. Energetic. I I love it, man. This man has not stopped smiling, if you know. it's throughout this whole thing and it's just. Just good energy, yo. God bless that spirit. I mean, that's not every New Yorker that's like this, you know? Those are few and far in between, to be honest. <laughs> to meet yeah. cool-ass New Yorkers like this. This is <laughs> real.
1: I'm, yeah, well, I'm blessed to be able to do what I love, and if you could do what you love every day. When I turned 29, I just said, no more BS. And that was it only it last years. year. Yeah, that was last year. Uh, can I <laughs> say uh, but that was it. I just said, if I, if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. So, I wake up in the morning and I do what I like and it helps people or it makes a living for me and it inspires other people. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't.
0: Preach. Truth. Preach. Thank That's so true. Me. No, thank you for coming on, brother. You know, get that resting because today's one of those days off, I hope, for you, right? Yeah, I got the full day off. I'm going to go for a
1: manicure and pedicure. How's that for being girly? What can I say?
0: Hey, hey listen, though. I- <laughs> I could use one though. Uh, the one thing, listen, I'm not into the manicure thing, but those hand massages are the bomb. Oh. that's what I'm saying. I
1: don't care about the nails. I mean, they cut my nails. I don't put polish on or nothing, but they're gonna massage yeah. me. That I'm talking about up in here.
0: Yo, for real, those hand massages. I thought, yeah, I almost fell asleep the first time. I had, and my wife's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm in my moment. Leave me alone." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Shut up. You know, hey, listen. I- I'm about to marry the. I'm about to marry my manicurist. You know, shit.
1: Okay. <laughs> or at least take her on as a
0: girl. Whatever. Hey, epa. <laughs> all right. There you go, folks. Yo, please make sure to visit and find out what Steven is all up to at stevensorrentino.com. Not just that. Check him out on, on the socials at ssorrentino S-S on the Twitterverse and steven.sorrentino on Instagram. And, of course, you know what to do with Comic Crusaders. Everything's in the outro. But of course, this isn't. So check out our new comic book shop at comiccrusaders.shop as well as our swag store. Yep, you get awesome teas, just like my big homie here, the OGC, old school crusader. All right, so that's ComicCrusaders.us. Thank you for tuning in. Follow, 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 sub, like, review. All right. You know what to do. Hasta la próxima. Much love me, gente. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.